You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. I'm Brighton Carroll, riding for Team TCD, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. Hi, this is Dylan Woodcock, riding for All South CMH Stunt Flying Privateer Team, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Cheers, mate. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is the Always Moto Podcast. This is episode 18. I'm David Hogan, the Australian physiotherapist. Welcome to the emergency department. We have had round 12 at Seattle for Monster Energy AMA Supercross. Uh, We don't have any round this weekend for AMA Supercross. Uh, So we're going to just do a little run through of a few things that we know uh, injury-wise for the AMA series. Talk a little bit of MXGP this week with the injuries that I've seen from over there. Have a quick mention of some MotoGP stuff with Mark Marquez. Uh, mention one of the riders that's out of Oz Pro MX, uh, unfortunately before the season even started. Uh, and we're also going to run through a little bit of fantasy talk. Uh, so a little bit of a short show this week. There's no interview for us. We've let everybody have the week off. Uh, we'll try and catch a few people for next week's show on the run into round 13. Uh, but it's just going to be a quick little show to review a few things. Let's get straight into some uh, some marketing stuff for everybody want you to all know that we've got some Always Moto t-shirts on the way. They're going to be for sale very shortly. They're going to be 25 bucks plus postage and handling. I want you guys to get in touch with me. Send me a message on Instagram. That's always.moto on Instagram or email me alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com and you can pre-order a shirt. Uh, We're trying to get some of those sales through to pay for some of this stuff that we're doing here on the podcast, on the article writing. Uh, So if you like our stuff and want to support us, come and get a t-shirt. They're going to be nice black t-shirts, big Always Moto logo on the front. You're going to look sweet when you're at the track. So get one, get a hold of one. Um, they're going to be available very soon. But please get in touch and pre-order if you would like one so you get your size reserved. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And if your podcast app lets you, please leave a review. It will help us with our algorithms through those systems so that we can get some more listeners and some more followers uh, and basically keep this show on the road with the lights on. So, and if you if you are able to, and this would be fantastic, if you're able to support the show in any way, sponsor the show, provide some funds to try and help us with some uh, equipment upgrades, that'd be fantastic. Please email me, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. So let's jump into the show. Quick little injury list update from the AMA uh, from that round 12 at Seattle. Uh, a couple of big ones during those qualifying sessions to Chase Sexton and Cooper Webb. Chase Sexton obviously sat out the main event or the night program there uh, for Seattle. Uh, he was just basically banged up. Now, if you think about the last few weeks for, for Chase, he's had a hell of a time. The landing on Cooper Webb incident a few from about two weeks ago, the uh, one where he almost won the race and knocked himself out from about four or five weeks ago, uh, it hasn't gone really well, if I'm honest. Uh, he's been just beating the crap out of himself, and he basically just got to the point where I think he couldn't take it anymore and needed some rest. Uh, and it couldn't have come at a, honestly, it couldn't come at a better time. Yes, he missed that race, but he got the two weeks off to fully recover before he had to go race again. So I'm hoping that he's used this first week of the break to actually rest, not just jump straight back out. And thankfully, this time. There hasn't been any Insta posters of him doing quads and shit at, at the track, uh, which there was last time after he knocked himself out. Or was that? No, I think that was after the, the Cooper Webb one. He was put up that, that quad that he was doing somewhere um, on like the Monday or something after that crash. So it seems like this time he's actually taken the chance to have a recovery, which would be a great idea for him. Uh, and, and honestly, if he gets any more knocks to his face and has to get more lip, you know, stitches in his lips, he, he's not going to have any lips left. <laughs> that's a bit of an exaggeration but you get the point he's uh, been beating himself up way too much so hopefully he'll be fine he should be fine by the time we get back to the next round uh, but he definitely needed the break Cooper Webb um, he had a decent one uh, managed to throw himself onto the concrete uh, everyone probably saw that video and then also the footage afterwards of him sitting in the uh, like the pit lane there the mechanics area uh, just in pain uh, not coping so well but somehow managed to grit it out got through the main event in the evening uh, not a fantastic result for cooper webb and you know as defending champ he's still yet to win a race in 2022 uh, which is something i'm sure is playing on his mind but he was able to fight through again um, so he's still carrying that hairline fracture in his hand. He's probably still beat up from the from Chase landing on him um, that two weeks or so ago now, and he just added to it basically. So not a fantastic couple of days for him or couple of weeks for him either. Um, he again also needed that week off. Um, um, again, he hasn't had anything updated to his socials, so ideally he's had a quiet first week hoping that both these guys can ride next week obviously so they can get some uh you know get in touch with everything over the over that week leading back into the next round just get familiar again but they definitely needed some time off uh, and it couldn't have come better time honestly uh some other guys that had some issues we saw um, max sanford take out um uh, the chance I uh, can't remember Chance's last name, sorry, Chance, um, in that LCQ for the lights, guys. Um, and he had a, a couple other crashes that he's just beat up from, but he, again, also just needed a couple of weeks off. Colby Cop, a privateer, uh, he's been in touch with us and talked about his injury. 
He was seen leaving the event in a sling, uh, but lucky for him, he's just done a bit of a hyperextension to his elbow. Uh, so as much as that's painful at the time, and you stretch some ligaments, you might have stretched a couple of tendons uh, in the muscle aspect there, and maybe stretched the joint linings and you know given it all a good bruising. It's ideally he's only done minor strains and sprains here. Now I just said sprains and strains. Now for those that don't know, there is a difference actually. Um, so a sprain is actually something to a ligament. A strain is actually something to a muscle slash tendon. So and a tendon attaches a, a muscle to the bone. There you go. Ligament only goes bone to bone. <laughs> so well, I think that was anatomy 101 for you guys right there. But um, yeah, so he's done sprains and strains more than likely to that elbow joint. But given that he has a couple of weeks off, one from the week between the, the rounds here, but two being West Coast, he won't have to come back for a couple of weeks. So he's got plenty of time to recover and he expects to be back as, at least as what he's been able to tell tell us here at Always Moto uh, for the meantime and for his aim to be back. It is going to be for that next round, which I believe is Denver. Uh, I don't think he's doing the the showdown there. So that's those guys. Uh, and then, sorry, last one from, from the weekend just gone. That's a little bit of a significant one. We thought it was a concussion initially. The information we had from a from a little trackside correspondent was that they thought it was a, a concussion. Uh, but it turned out Hunter, actually, Hunter Slosher actually managed to do a T5, T7, and T9 fracture. Now, those are the thoracic vertebrae, obviously numbered from top to bottom, uh, so through your chest region there. So he's done five, seven, and nine. And he's mentioned to us in a couple of comments on, on our socials and when we posted these in, um, injuries we'd be following this week, he mentioned that he's had no surgery. Um, he didn't need it for these injuries, which is great. Those thoracic vertebrae are pretty stable there with all the rib connections, uh, which is which is good for those areas. So you don't have to do anything particularly usually for that. Uh, and I get, that also tells me too that it's not a significant vertebral, vertebral fracture uh, and then obviously not involving any cord aspects. So it's probably the spinous process, which is a little tip you can feel if you run your hand up your spine. Or it might have been one of the little wings that point out the side that attach the muscles, which is the transverse processes. Uh, those things generally, yes, it's a fracture to a vertebrae, it's serious, but it's minor in scale, really. Um, it's not the vertebral body that then would impact and shift into the spinal cord and cause paralysis and all those sorts of nasty things that we we as bike riders tend to uh, don't want to talk about too often because it's pretty pretty scary for those people that that have that happen. Um, but yeah, so a few things there for, for Hunter. Obviously, that's a four to six week recovery time frame. It's probably season over from Supercross point of view. You'll have to see how things go. Um, he's probably just looking forward to some outdoors and I'm not sure if his plan's exactly there. But uh, yeah, look, at least he's avoided surgery. He should be good in a couple of weeks and, and be able to move on. But that's the AMA updates for this round. Uh, we'll have some more stuff when we come back for next week and when we lead into the next round, round 13, because we're going to actually have a few people coming back, hopefully. Um, there's talk of some people like Max Anstey um, making his way back into the series. So hopefully we'll have a few more updates when people when we get closer to that round that we can be able to let the cat out of the bag on who's going to be able to get back and, and so on and so forth. So more information for that in uh, it'll be episode 19 when we talk about that. All right, let's have a quick chat on MXGP. 
couple of guys that I've got some notes on. Now, this is not by no means an extensive list like I do for my AMA updates, and I haven't really covered everybody. This is just a couple of ones that I'd noticed on Instagram and stuff that I thought would be worth worthwhile pointing out. And much like our AMA riders, um, these MXGP guys put out some shithouse updates and very nondescript and give nothing away. Uh, it's super disappointing from my point of view because you want to be able to understand what's going on and you just can't so let's start it's um and i'm going to butcher a couple of these pronunciations for these uh for these writer names and i apologize guys but i'm not that well versed in their their their, uh name and pronunciations and i'll have to get better at it but we've got jaxaconis uh he is put up a thing that he is out for portugal this week um which Again, no specifics, but it's just one of those banged up, and I'm using air quotes so you can't see me, um, banged up uh, updates, which is terrible. Like, tell us that it's, oh, my shoulder's my worst part, or my hand, or or it's my foot. Don't just say I had a crash, and I'm a bit banged up, and I can't ride. Give us a reason, guys. It's it's a really simple thing to do. You don't have to tell me that you, you know, did a, a horizontal oblique fracture of your blah, blah, blah. Just tell me that it's your arm. Just tell me that it's your, your wrist or something along those lines. So we got some context so we can know what to look for and we can understand, yep, there's a significant reason for this. Banged up just sounds like you just, you know, doesn't actually sound very good at all really. But, you know, <laughs> if you think about it on a, on a bad side of the coin. Anyway, moving on. Thomas Olsen's also got another update. He's out also for Portugal this week. He's reporting a hand injury, um, but he sounds to be like it might be something he can recover from reasonably quickly. And I'm not 100% certain of when their next, how their schedule's going now that they're back into the European side of things after their um, Argentinian round. But uh, he might be able to get back sort of in a couple of weeks. So we'll see. Have to keep an eye on that one. Kader Wolf, uh, he's the Husqvarna rider. He was out. He's going to be out for Portugal. He's had a concussion at that last round in Argentina. Uh, hasn't gone well for him. Oh, sorry, no. He's in for he's in for Portugal. He did have a concussion at Argentina, but with the two week gap between the rounds, he's been able to pass whatever the protocol is for the MXGP concussions, which I don't know too much about, unfortunately. Uh, but he's back in and should be good to go. His teammate Rowan van der Moestijk, uh, is actually out for Portugal. Unfortunately, he had a shoulder injury at the opening round, carried it through into Argentina, had another crash, uh, and it seemed to have done a bit more damage to himself, and he's actually had to have surgery on that shoulder. Now, no specifics on what was actually operated on, but any shoulder surgery, we're looking at at least three-month recovery time frame. So, his season's done in that sense of being anywhere in, in the competitive side of things for the championship. But the, given the length of time that the MXGP championship runs over, he will be back in that second half, um, but he's going to take a bit of time to recover from all that. So if he's had like a dislocation and he's needed to tighten up with that cup, three months and he should be back. If he's had a rotator cuff repair, well, that's a bit longer and he might be actually a season gone. Uh, so it just depends on what he's had to have done and the extent of the work. So, Minimum for me, I'm talking three months here before you see him back at the track racing. 
So that's my uh, little MXGP talk, uh, just a short one. We might try and expand on that as we watch a few more rounds go ahead and I pay a bit more attention to that side of the series and that side of the pond. Uh, but it's just something, you know, nice to touch on and see that they've got similar sort of uh, injury reporting information as, uh, as the AMA guys. Uh, and hopefully we can open up some uh, connections there as well and get some more information and talk more about their, those riders and their injuries as well. Something I thought was interesting... Um, from MotoGP, everyone probably knows Mark 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 Marquez. He's the eight, I think, it's eight-time world champion now, um, and he's been having some significant, significant in- issues uh, in regards to uh, his arm injury from two seasons ago that he re-snapped after he was doing push-ups days or so after and tried to race again. Uh, that was just ridiculous. I couldn't believe he tried to do that, but he did, uh, and he's been having that issue ongoing. He's then had a couple of more crashes over his over his uh, last few seasons, smacked his head a few times and ended up with uh, diplopia. Now, for anybody that doesn't realize, diplopia is basically a symptom uh, of like concussions and other head traumas uh, that is basically double vision. So not something you really want to have when you're doing 300 kilometers an hour down a main straight looking for your apex on your first turn is to see two of them. Uh, So Marquez is out. That crash that he had... A couple of weeks ago now, it'd be two weeks ago, I think it is, where he massively high-sided. It was one of the craziest high-side crashes for a road bike rider you'll ever see. Um, it's re-instigated that diplopia. So for me, there's something there with his career at this stage and his, his thing with his recovery and how he's continuing to re-aggravate these things. At some point he may run into an issue where he actually has more medical issues than he could, than he can overcome and should overcome uh, and might have to actually, it might end up affecting his career. Uh, and look, hopefully, hopefully he can figure all this stuff out and he get back to where he should be. But if he keeps throwing it away the way he does, this could be, you know, something that ends him you know, way sooner than he, he would expect normally. So, have to keep an eye on it, but this diplopia thing can come and go. It can can be aggravated by increased blood flow and increased um, pressure in the in the intracranial space, so the, in, the, in your head. So basically, when your blood pressure goes up, the pressure in your head will increase, and that could trigger the double vision because um, obviously all the things in in your head are what's working for your eyes with your optic nerves and all that underneath your brain layer there. But if your brain gets partly like the um, occipital lobe lobe of your brain is part is is responsible for interpreting the images and all that sort of stuff. Any, any of those pressure increases, blood flow increases, heart rate increases, they're all similarly involved there, obviously. Um, but yeah, that could bring that stuff back on. But if you can't even get it to, to settle in just a general sense of sitting around to watch TV, uh, he might not be back for a little while. This could be a little bit of an extended recovery and he'd have to definitely pass the MotoGP docs. Um, you know, uh, his, they, they have a different licensing side of things where they have to have medicals and stuff before they get their licenses to be able to be out and about on track. Uh, he's going to have to pass those again before he gets back on, on and racing again. So it could be a little while. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and so let, look, next up, a very brief touch on the Ozpro MX. It started over last weekend, our first round down here in Australia. It was at Wonthaggy. 
uh, it's, which is the bottom of the bottom of the mainland down there in Victoria. It's either the coldest place in the world or it's the warmest. Um, it's it's neither anything in between. Um, but in this sense, it was seemed to be from uh, from one of my colleagues there, Gaz at Full Noise, who was there taking shots. He said that it was actually pretty hot, and he was hiding from the sun to so he didn't burn it to a crisp, which was good. Different from the last time, which he was covered up, freezing his butt off. Um, but look, one of the main guys that wasn't able to be at that opening round this year was Nathan Crawford. Uh, he's number 199 on the KDM Australia entry. Uh, and he unfortunately, basically a week to two before the season opener, uh, managed to break a femur, which is terrible, terrible news and terrible timing, obviously. Um, it's a significant injury. It's also shit timing because it basically wipes him out for the motocross series here in Australia. Um, even though our series runs over a fair few months because it's spread out, um, it's not like your American series um, where it sort of happens week to week. Ours is usually over a couple of months, um, and you know you don't have a round every week. You sort of might have one every three weeks or thereabouts. Um, he's not going to get back. A femur is a five-month injury, minimum time frame. Um, so he's going to miss basically all our motocross season. If he's super lucky, and I don't know exactly what our calendar is looking like for this year's Supercross Series because of that World Supercross Series that's being created by the guys that did run the Australian Series, um, our series might be look a little bit different in time frames and time dates. So he... He should be back for that, but you just don't know. The calendars down here are so wacky ever since COVID hit. So it could be a bit of time before we see Nathan Crawford back on a professional racetrack again, which is terrible to say, but unfortunately these significant injuries, you know, like we say, hashtag injuries are a part of moto. They really do kick your butt and just take you out of the season. It's it's shit news. But um, look, we might try and reach out to a few of these different, uh, you know, series riders that are getting injured um, and see if we can get some of them on for different podcasts as well for interviews Um, but look guys if you have any suggestions about content feel free to hit us up Um, it's it's one of those things that we're you know in some of these times between the ama rounds we'll have a bit more space and time on the podcast to talk about other stuff and one of those other things that I want to try and talk about um, at some point will be is is something that I posted today. If you haven't seen it on my Instagram, check it out. We're at always.moto. Um, I put up a post about Justin Barsher and the midweek maintenance stuff that he's doing. And I made a little comment in there that the, some of the stuff, he, there's a picture of him doing that uh, cupping technique and he's got dry needling going on. And I made the comment that neither of that stuff is something that I'd be doing. Uh, there's no you know, evidence to support it actually does anything better than not doing anything at all. And, um, and I got a little message from Justin, uh, which is the first time I've really chatted with Justin. And he was pointing out that my opinion might be might, might be best kept to myself. And we sort of had a little conversation that pointed out that things, you know, just because I said that doesn't mean I don't believe it doesn't work. Because as much as the evidence always says that something doesn't doesn't work, for somebody it will, right? The evidence goes on percentages and you, you've got to pass a certain percentage in research to actually be considered an effective an effective treatment um, or, or, or test or whatever. So... Um, I was just pointing out that if you feel that to, uh, if you feel that it's effective, Justin, you know, feel free to keep doing it. But 
I'm not going to go and do it myself. So <laughs> it was a funny little conversation. I, my eyes sort of lit up when I saw a you know, message from Justin Barsh. And I'm like, oh, shit, he doesn't like what I said. But uh, it, it was not that case. It was just uh, it was a friendly banter about the, the options that he's doing. But he's he seemed interested in talking to us about what he does midweek um, to ma- maintain his body so that he's at optimal performance on the weekends. And I'd love to get him on and talk, talk about that because there's some interesting stuff that these guys would do week to week that you will not know about um, because you don't see it on their 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 stories and stuff on instagram because they don't post all that sort of stuff they're very corporate and that side of things when they're posting and they're putting up those you know banger shots of a whip and you know new gear line release and all that sort of stuff i've arrived at the track and here's my here's my get up that i'm wearing uh, if justin bogle (laughs) um but um but yeah look it'll be interesting to talk to him about so i'm going to try and see if i can get in with him a bit further it might be something that gets done later in the season or during the gap in the supercross and motocross we'll have to see because there's a couple of weeks there this year that we might actually be able to tie him down for an interview then um, but yeah, look, some things to look forward to. I've got some things in the works. We're going to try and get back in touch with uh, the CTI man uh, about the knee braces and have a general chat about the things that they can offer. Um, I'm going to follow him up and see if we can get him back on. Um, but yeah, look, there's more to talk about in this injury f- world, this hashtag injured moto life that we, we drop on the comments and stuff in our, in our posts. There's a lot that goes on for these guys. It's not just the racing results. If you want to hear the results of the of the of the races, go on some of the other podcasts. You can find it on just about any moto podcast. They'll be talking race results. We're here talking injuries. We're talking. It's not called the emergency department for no reason. We're talking about what they're doing for training. We're talking about what they're doing for recovery. We're talking about what happens when they get injured, and just filling in that other information that you guys might not see or know about, and educating you guys so that you can be more up to date with what's going on and how badass some of these guys are when that comes to their their riding and that what they've gone through to get there there's more than just you know the day in day out long motos that they do there's so much more and we'd like to bring that to you guys so keep listening to our podcast keep supporting us keep liking it keep following it um keep listening to it and share it to your mates and tell us tell them it's worth listening to us um we'd be thankful for it and we'll just keep bringing out good content for you so look short sharp show guys um but look a reminder we've got the t-shirts coming 25 bucks plus postage and handling get it get an email get a a message to us on instagram and we will um, get you pre-ordered with one of those follow us on instagram at always.moto support the show any way you can send me an email at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com like and subscribe to the podcast leave feedback on the podcast if your app allows it it helps us it helps us massively and remember guys thanks for listening but be smooth be fast because if you're not i'm going to be seeing you in the emergency department